Hey everybody! You are listening to the Creative BioLabs podcast, the show that introduces the basics about stem cells and their broad applications. Please contact us if you have any questions or suggestions. And don't forget to subscribe to follow the latest updates. Hi, everyone. I'm your host, Connie. Thank you for tuning in. Today, we have Dr. Benjamin Smith, a journal editor specializing in immunotherapy, as our guest. Benjamin, welcome, and thank you for joining us. Nice to meet you, Connie, and thank you for having me here. Thank you for being here again. In our previous episodes, we delved into the exciting research advances in cardiac regeneration and the potential of stem cell therapy in this field. These advances have brought regenerative medicine closer to practical applications for cardiac muscle regeneration. Specifically, we explored the therapeutic potential of embryonic stem cells and induced pluripotent stem cells and their role in vascular biology. Dr. Smith, could you please share recent developments in vascular biology with us? Certainly. Recent progress in vascular biology has been significantly supported by two experimental systems that allow us to manipulate in vivo angiogenesis. The first system involves various approaches to observe neoangiogenesis, providing valuable insights into both positive and negative factors influencing angiogenesis. The second system utilizes gene targeting technology to characterize the functions of specific genes under normal conditions. These in vivo studies have successfully identified numerous molecules involved in angiogenesis and elucidated their roles in various contexts, including embryonic vascular development. The list of such molecules continues to expand. However, a new challenge has emerged. The phenotypes induced by these in vivo manipulations may not be sufficient to fully understand the functions of these molecules. This challenge arises due to our limited knowledge of how each molecule functions at the cellular level. You make a valid point. Without a deep understanding of a molecule's cellular function, it's challenging to explain its role in the complex process of vascular system formation. So, it seems imperative to develop experimental systems capable of evaluating a molecule's function at the cellular level. Does this approach also benefit the use of embryonic stem cells in vascular biology? Indeed, it does. Traditionally, studies on vascular endothelial cell biology have relied on established endothelial cell lines. While these cell lines have been useful for various purposes, they often lose some of the characteristics of normal endothelial cells. Embryonic stem cells offer a promising solution to address the limitations of these cell lines. Embryonic stem cells have the potential to differentiate into all somatic cell types in the body. Researchers aim to derive relatively normal endothelial cells from embryonic stem cells, particularly those resembling endothelial cells found in developing embryos. I'd like to share more about the differentiation cultures of embryonic stem cells if you're interested. That would be excellent. It's widely known that leukemia inhibitory factor plays a crucial role in embryonic stem cell culture. Does it also play a key role in directing the differentiation of embryonic stem cells in vitro? Yes, indeed. Leukemia inhibitory factor has a significant impact on embryonic stem cell culture. 
It helps maintain the undifferentiated state of embryonic stem cells while promoting their proliferation. By removing leukemia inhibitory factor from the culture conditions, researchers can induce the differentiation of embryonic stem cells. One popular method involves the formation of embryoid bodies, which are three-dimensional aggregates of embryonic stem cells. When these aggregates are transferred to conditions without leukemia inhibitory factor, they spontaneously form two epithelial cell layers. The outer layer consists of visceral endoderm, and the inner layer consists of embryonic ectoderm. Within these embryoid bodies, various cell lineages can develop without the need for additional cytokines. This demonstrates that embryoid bodies provide a microenvironment reminiscent of early embryonic stages, containing the necessary cues for embryonic stem cell differentiation. The two-layered structure seen in embryoid bodies resembles the egg cylinder stage of the embryo. So, embryoid body culture offers advantages like ease of performance and reproducibility. Why isn't it more widely used? There is a significant drawback to this method. It involves the creation of a complex three-dimensional structure, which can be challenging to manipulate and monitor. Attempts have been made to address this issue by inducing embryoid body differentiation within a two-dimensional plane. For instance, researchers have attempted to guide embryonic stem cell differentiation into the hematopoietic lineage by culturing cells on the OP9 stromal cell line. The OP9 cell line was derived from mice with a known mutation in the macrophage colony-stimulating factor gene. In this stromal cell-dependent culture, embryonic stem cells can proliferate and differentiate without the formation of 3D structures like embryoid bodies. I understand. What makes culturing embryonic stem cells on OP9 cells special? In this culture system, OP9 cells express the necessary molecules to support the proliferation and differentiation of hematopoietic stem cells. It's worth noting that there can be significant variations in the differentiation-supporting capabilities among different stromal cell lines, especially when it comes to specific lineages generated within the culture. OP9 cells, for example, exhibit an activity that favors the differentiation of hematopoietic cell lineages, which was initially attributed to their deficit in macrophage colony-stimulating factor expression. However, subsequent studies revealed that OP9 cells also possess an activity that induces the preferential differentiation of lateral mesoderm, distinguishing them from other stromal cell lines. Additionally, PA6 cells have shown efficiency in supporting the proliferation and differentiation of hematopoietic stem cells, but they excel in inducing neuronal differentiation instead. The variation among stromal cell lines proves useful in understanding the molecular mechanisms regulating distinct cell lineages and provides a powerful tool for steering embryonic stem cell differentiation. Thank you for the explanation. As I recall, the collagen for matrix plays a role in the differentiation of endothelial and hematopoietic cells. Could you elaborate further on this? Certainly. The collagen 4 matrix is sufficient to drive embryonic stem cell differentiation into these lineages through the lateral mesoderm. In this culture setup, embryonic stem cells spread on a 2D surface coated with collagen 4 and undergo differentiation into lateral and paraxial mesoderm. This process doesn't require the presence of 3D structures or stromal cells. 
It's worth noting that cell density plays a critical role in determining the outcome, but embryonic stem cells can spontaneously proliferate and differentiate under simplified culture conditions. You're absolutely right. What more should we know about embryonic stem cell differentiation culture? The next step in this research is to develop chemically defined culture conditions. This is essential because embryonic stem cells need to be able to differentiate under straightforward culture conditions. For instance, mesoderm induction typically doesn't occur in a serum-free medium unless specific cytokines are added. Researchers have established defined culture conditions that can induce distinct subsets of mesoderm cells separately, utilizing a unique embryonic stem cell line capable of distinguishing between the organizer and the middle section of the primitive streak region. Simplifying the culture system will be instrumental in determining the molecular requirements for inducing each cell lineage. Thank you for sharing these insights about cultures for embryonic stem cell differentiation. I appreciate your patience and valuable information. With that, we'll conclude for today, and I wish you a great day. Thank you very much. Same to you.